Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Talking Bears with you on ESPN 1000. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander. We will definitely get to the White Sox as well as uh, touch upon the Cubs with Chris Bryant coming back to Wrigley Field. Nice little tribute there. We'll get into that a little later on, Brian. We've got more calls to take. Bear fan Bobby always has a well-thought point about his Chicago Bears, and we welcome Bear fan Bob in. Hey, Bob, how are you today? I'm well. Good morning, gentlemen. Right I also got to give a quick... Hey, I got to give a quick shout out to uh, Waddle and Sylvie. I stopped by their remote yesterday. Hi, guys. It was nice to meet you, and it was a nice remote. Anyways, moving on. In my mind, I was looking at this game, and I think this game, that's if it's called right, uh, could rely on the defensive line, and here's why. Matthew Stafford, if you put some pressure on him, Mr. Quinn, I'm calling you out, and the other one in the backfield, uh, what's his name, Jackson, it's time for you two to get busy. You put put pressure on him. He will give you the football. Okay? He will cough it up. Things can happen. Not that I think the offense is great. It's not. But with that being said, if the offense gets down into the red zone, you need to put Jimmy Graham on the field and, God forbid, send him in the end zone. So maybe if Coach Nagy, you know, calls a sound football game like a real football coach might, you might surprise a few people, and you might win a game because nobody's going to expect that. They're going to expect a cute football game like, I don't know, a high school coach might call or something like that. Also, we need to see something good out of the special teams. If we see some good plays out of the special teams, you might fire the team up. You know, you never know. On any given day, you know the drill. Anyways, guys, those are my thoughts. I hope we win. I don't see it, but it would be really nice to see something like that happen. Wouldn't it? Yes. Guys have Go ahead. What's that? I would say, wouldn't it really be nice? Certainly. It's a long list of things that have to happen, yeah. though, Bob. For, yeah, I, for I get all that. You know, we'd love to see it. Guys, have a great day. Thank okay. you. All right, Bear I, fan Bob, thanks, Bob. Here's, here's the one guy I found who actually is calling for the Bears to throw a surprise party in Los Angeles tomorrow. Okay. The NFL.com's Mark Ross. The, the, they're both predictions. Mark Ross starts off with this really encouraging, positive summary. Andy Dalton has the second-worst win percentage in primetime games since 2000, a 261 win percentage. Okay? So you think he's going the other way on you, right? However, Mark says those struggles will continue Sunday night in Los Angeles. And you're thinking, how's he picking the Bears? The veteran is benched at halftime after being shut out, so no points for the Andy Dalton-led offense, mustering just 100 yards of total offense, in steps, Justin Fields, no way. Own, no who way. leads the Bears to a comeback win against a Rams defense that can't overcome the offseason losses of Brandon Staley, John Johnson, Troy Hill, and Michael Brockers. Fields' debut includes one passing TD and another on the ground. Mark Ross not only has the Bears winning, but Andy Dalton being benched. And once you make that move, by the way, you can't go back. There's no way. You can't go back. There's no way. You can't. $10 million for one half of football. And you did, you did hear Greeny say this week that he made an argument that Foles would come in if Dalton fails. Well, that I, if that happens, then everyone should be fired. I mean, if that happens, everyone should be fired. Well, I mean, Nick but, Foles but, isn't going to be active on right, Sunday. Yeah, right. probably not. But if he were, just follow along. What I heard Greeny said was, if Nagy is going to stick to the plan 
and not rush Justin Fields, then but Foles he, would be the next guy in. The Greeny hasn't heard the nuance because a few months ago that seemed to be the blueprint, and it was it was in ink, it was you know etched in stone that that Justin Fields was going to have a redshirt season, and he's not going to see the field no matter. But a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you started saying, and, and plus we saw enough wild plays in the preseason, and I know it's preseason, right. but we saw Justin Fields wasn't overwhelmed by anything. He even said the speed the, during preseason games was you know slower. The game was slower than he expected it to be. So the kid doesn't seem overwhelmed by, by anything. Um, if, if anything, if Andy Dalton is bad and not, not first half bad tomorrow like Mark Ross said, but if he's bad in the first four or five games – I you know you have oh, to start yeah, thinking yes. of, yeah no I agree but not the first game not going to happen well I, you know if you want him to win tomorrow night I would you know if Mark Ross nails this I'm going to I mean I, I I'm going to follow every pick he makes every <laughs> hey, every week well, I think we all will I mean My he's he's really stuck sticking his neck out there Andy Dalton's second worst win percentage in primetime games since 2000 hey, we've Bright got, lights big stage yeah red rifle yeah, yeah yeah well uh, yeah, you know look um if we did not make uh, the Justin Fields pick, this would be it, the Red Rifle, yeah, you know, and and just thankfully we have a Justin Fields because now I can't even consider not having a Justin Fields and saying we're riding the Red Rifle and that's it. This I wonder good. are people actually out there like our, our one caller saying out of Ohio State, no good, can't be good. It's just history tells you he's not the guy. I I mean. Well, we've got Gene. We've got Gene calling from Dallas. He wants to actually talk about that. Hey, Gene, welcome in on ESPN. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, It was just a couple of things. Eddie, uh, he doesn't ever need to call in a a radio show. You don't analyze quarterbacks uh, by colleges that they went to. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I've been around a lot of kids and coached a lot of kids that are current NFL players, and I watched a lot of football. And the, the thing about Justin that makes him different than some of the quote-unquote uh, top-tier quarterbacks from top co- uh, conferences, Justin has been pretty much bred for, for what the Bears have always needed. Um, when I say that, I mean he's been a – pretty much a a parade all-american for four years of high school uh he was the number one player in his in his class and i've watched him just the way he processes and 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 picks things apart once he gets in he'll be great however i am on that other boat of i don't want justin to start out right away i'm with the let andy play those first couple games i think by week three justin probably will be in there the reason I don't want him in there is because I really want him to kind of get a better feel for the the speed of the game, having not played with the ones. If Matt would have threw him out there in the preseason against the ones, I would be super confident. I'm super confident in, in his ability, but I'm not super confident in, uh, in Matt's play calling to keep him upright yeah. as well as, you know. To, and the O-line, to, right? Gene? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To come up with a good game plan. That's Matt. Matt and, and Ryan Pace, I really, really don't think that this combination is going to work for the Bears because if you look at the roster after the t- first two receivers, the rest is it's really bare. And when I look at O-line, it's bare. And Matt is going to refuse, as we all know, to run the ball. If he runs the ball, this game could actually be went won if he runs the ball. But 
he's not going to do it. And Andy definitely is going to throw two picks, guaranteed. So I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. All right, Gene. Two picks. Okay, we've got over under uh, two picks. Okay, Matt Nagy's offense, Mark. Um, seven games against top five rushing defenses. And, and you know, I, I'd like to see David Montgomery get a lot of uh, opportunity tomorrow night as well. But the Rams were first in total defense under Brandon Staley as a de- defensive coordinator. Now he's moved on, so Raheem Morris takes over. So there is some transition there. Mm-hmm. They were the third best run defense last year. So here's Matt Nagy's offense against top five rushing defense. Seven games he's had to face top five rushing defenses. He would hope for better. 47.9, 47.9 yards great. rushing. I mean, I it's what I said. You know, yeah, 2.9 yards per play. A rushing place. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Maybe he shouldn't be giving David Montgomery uh, a lot of opportunity tomorrow. Because- well, right, right. We want to see him run, but it, does he have the plays? And obviously, we're going to be tested against a very, very tough defense in all different ways. Uh, I actually accidentally tripped the sound that I want to play for you right now. Let's hear this. This is Jay Cutler with Waddle and Sylvie talking about the Bears, how they're handling the quarterback situation. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's, it's what I said you know, whenever we talked about it um, the first time, I mean, him sitting and watching isn't going to hurt him. It's only going to help him. Um, and I think that it, at some point, he's probably going to play unless they just light it up and they're they're rolling. Which, if that happens, that's great too. Um, but him watching for X number of games, I don't know what they have in mind and how long it's going to be. Uh, it, it's going to be a learning experience for him, and he's going to he's going to see Andy. Um, who's a pro, and he's going to go out there and see how he does it, and you know he's going to see some third down situations and preseason, preseason, and, and whenever they crank it up, like your the defenses get different, like everything gets faster, and you know you see some you see some different stuff. So it'll be it, it's going to be a good process for him, and I, I'm sure he's probably a little bit disappointed that he's not the guy, but. You know, I, I like the decision. That's Jay Cutler with Waddle and Sylvie here on ESPN 1000. You know, he he's held tight to that whole thing of sit him until he's ready. We just don't know what that trigger is, right? And we've tried to get that out of him, Brian, uh, being Coach Nagy. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know if he knows. I, I think it would be ridiculous to have a hard game count. Unless they're no, really shouldn't. trying to stay. No, they shouldn't. No, but unless, no. uh, look, we, we've been surprised by Matt before. So it is going to be based on, okay, has he seen enough? Have we seen enough of Dalton? Is it time? And I would think that three or four games, some people are picking the Lions game, which I think is, what, four or five in? I don't have the schedule in front yeah. of four. Well, four in, okay. Okay, well, the cynic in me says that as long as you keep Justin Fields off the field, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, the clock doesn't start ticking again on their their future here with the Bears. Is once he hits the field as the franchise quarterback, start to that be, start that clock. Yep. Right, because then it's a matter of how's this kid coming along? Is he you know is he elevating the offense to be actually an actual NFL offense? That as he said, Justin Fields said on Instagram, why why can't the Bears be known for offense instead of defense, which would be a nice change? Well, he's the man to do it. We just have to give him the shot. And you're right. I think uh, Nagy and Pace, uh, you know, this is a pivotal year for them, even though we did not get an indication. No, substantial pro- or We have to see progress and improvement, but we'll, see, we'll know when we see it. There was no 
we have to be a playoff team. We have to be right. whatever. Right, um, and I'm not surprised by that. They don't no. want to, uh, you know, Matt has pigeoned or he's cornered himself by the things that he said. So certainly, um, you know, management doesn't want to do that either. So they're keeping it vague. But I would imagine it's got to be a pivotal season for Pace and Nagy once Fields gets on the field. And that's hopefully sooner than later. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and we'll talk about the White Sox yesterday. Jose hit a three-run home run, and uh, they stranded some people. We saw an awful lot of arms come out to pitch for the White Sox, but we got a win over the Red Sox. They're playing again today. We'll talk about that. We'll take your calls, 312-332-3776. It's Hanley and Xander here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000 on a Saturday morning. We've got the college, Chicago's college tailgate from 11 to 1 today with Black and Abdallah. Can that I tell follows you the, us. Can I tell you the Illini are uh, a little bit of a hole already, and they're actually playing a 10 a.m. game this morning at Virginia? Uh, what, what are we Field looking on. at now? 14 nothing. They haven't even played five minutes. They're down the 14 ACC needs to realize that 11 a.m. kicks, that's a Big Ten thing. Yeah. That's supposed to be 11 a.m. Central Time, not 11 well, a.m. Eastern Time. Well, apparently Virginia had no issues with it because they have a 28-yard touchdown pass and a 32-yard 32-yard touchdown pass and, and haven't played five minutes. Well, and they had a rough week last week too, so this is not. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, Brett Bielma was all giddy over beating Nebraska, and then you know, Texas San Antonio happened, and they were going to rebound. Whoops. ILL help. Yep. Yep. So we're talking White Sox. Last night, Carlos Rodon got five innings, and in. his pitch count was where? Where somewhere in the eighties? Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, he had. Um, uh, let's see, three hits, uh, seven strikeouts, and um, you know looked pretty good in a return. Michael Kopech came in. Certainly, when you look at the box score, you see that uh, we're talking about a Tony Larusa team. We had seven pitchers in on that game, and uh, we won that. Four to three first game against the Red Sox in a series that is happening uh, over the weekend at Guaranteed Rate Field. Congratulations to Jonathan Hood, our very own. He was doing the uh, analyzing the color for the uh, radio broadcast here on ESPN 1000 yesterday. Thrill of a lifetime for him, and it was so cool to hear him do that. Yeah, terrific, and no one deserves it more than Jay Hood, and did a great job. And so, yeah, and, and how important was that game, uh, Mr. Sox fan? Because look. It wasn't a road series. We know they've had issues on the road. We know yep. they're very good at home. But it was big, certainly for Carlos Rodon, to take a step forward because you're not going to get six and seven days rest in the playoffs, right? And I know right. that this was what you were speaking to last Sunday when we were talking about it, that you know you, you want them part of the, your rotation, but those games come every other day or every day, and then you know, a break one day in the series. What You can't give him that kind of uh, elongated rest. Right. Um, but he was obviously, the pitch count got up there, and, and he got through five uh, and, you know, enough to get the win. But 86 pitches, he even talked about 10, 8, 10, 12 pitch at-bats kind of did him in. But that was big because 
you know, Tony LaRusso said in, in Oakland, we got to be better. We got it. We just have to be better. And they have to be better on the road. They have to be better against winning teams. Yeah. He, look, he fought through it. It was a great way to come back and show progress because we're going to need that arm. Michael Kopech as well. He's had some rough outings recently and he, he showed that he, he had some stuff moving. And uh, of course he's a power pitcher. It's the finesse that he has to stay consistent with and we saw that from him last night so that's good and obviously boston uh they're no slouch they're in the uh, wild card race with the uh yankees and uh, the blue jays are nipping at their heels so they have a lot to play for too yes we played at home yes we beat them at home but this was an important game this is a very important series even though we have the big lead in the division that doesn't matter anymore i just want to see us beat good teams with winning records. Yeah, you know, let's take him at home first and let's get to the point where we can win on the road. Yeah, and look, the, the 47 and 24 at home, uh, at home and um, 34, 36 on the road, a 27 and 25 team since the All-Star break, you would hope for better. And this is the real disconcerting one, 1-6-1 one, one in road series after dropping series at Kansas City and Oakland. Um. That doesn't yeah. scream World Series contending team to me. No, no, it doesn't. But we know that T.A. has been out. He's on the I.L. He's getting the rest that he needs. He's uh, got some nagging injuries. So Tony's playing this this game to where he's like, okay, we have to deal with the injuries. We have to give the rest where it's needed because we've got to be solid and whole and ready for when the playoffs start. There's going to be a lull at some point for everybody during the season. And uh, right now, we've seen a bit of it, but this was, you know, the first game uh, yesterday toward coming back and hopefully getting ready for the playoffs. And, and, and now, Eloy, you know, he got hurt. He was playing yesterday, and hopefully he'll be, he'll be okay. So, uh, look, I, I get it. As a Sox fan, I want to see better, but we also know that you have to kind of play this this situation to make sure that your players are healthy and rested as much as possible when that playoff run starts. So in, in your mind, is it once everyone's healthy, everything's going to be fine once uh, the, the games, the playoffs game well, certainly hope so. But yeah, 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 you can't really flip a switch. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, 27 yeah, and 25 yeah. since the all-star break. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get it. Time's on your side because you have a level game lead in the division. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them start. You know, I don't know, do something come like win seven or eight in a row. Um, that just, just go ahead. I, they haven't had a an eight game win streak this year, have they? Yeah, I, I, you know what they had. I'd have to look back. They've had a couple of longer win streaks, but it was before the All Star break. I do yeah. believe. Yeah, for sure. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to talk about your Chicago White Sox. What concerns you? What or or maybe you think maybe you're one of the fans that thinks, hey, you know what? I'll be good. People will be back. Everything's fine. Larusa knows what he's doing. You know, as far as pulling the strings and resting people and and using all available assets on the team. We saw Billy Hamilton play yesterday. So weigh in three one two three three two three seven seven six, and uh, we've got Owen from Willowbrook that wants to jump in here. You're with Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000, Owen. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, you guys talked a little bit about Kopech. I actually think the key 
to this team going into the playoffs and winning is going to be Kopech and Bummer. Those guys are going to be the bridge to our bullpen. And it was nice to see uh, Bummer do okay last night. He's yeah. been inconsistent all year. But if those two guys perform, I think those I think the Sox are going to you know make some noise in the playoffs. I think they're going to you know do fine. But if if either one of those guys struggle, I know Crochet's a young kid and he's going to step up maybe and this and that. But they're the. And they have Lopez too. But no, I agree with you. Those yeah, are the two big ones. Just to yeah, get Lopez to Kimbrel and good, the, yeah, I was high on Lopez. I was high on Lopez a little bit, but you know he kind of showed in his last start. You know, I, granted, it was a start. Mm-hmm. You know they they tapped him for three runs and three. You know I, I think last time or maybe the Kansas City game, he kind of reverted a little back to a little bit to his old self. But you can maybe give him that one bad outing. But I think those two guys uh, they have to be the they have to be the guys. And 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 the kid that uh, pitched last night, Tempura. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know he might be, he might be, but I think. And and the thing is, Kopech and Bummer, you're not going to get rest in the playoffs, and they've been throwing uh, Kopech. You know, I think every what two or three, they don't they don't bring him in that much back to back. And and so, I think the whole idea is to kind of take it easy on him because he was on the IL for a while to get him to the point where he can go more in the playoffs. Right, and I think where he gets hurt, you guys mentioned it, and it's finesse. And I think when he gets tired, his his, his slider flattens out, and so that's going to be. I think I think those two guys are going to be the key to their long run. And if we got to go into the bullpen, and you guys said it, Larus is the guy that actually started back in the seventies. You know, specializing relievers, he was the one of the first guys to do it, and he mm-hmm. loves to go to the bullpen. Yes, but, he does. We had uh, how many yesterday? Seven, seven pitches. Seven guys. Yeah, seven and Tapera. I think I think Tapera fits in in your narrative as well because yeah. he has really come along and and I'd like to see him used a little more. But you know, Tony is Tony, and he's going to use the arms as he sees fit. But Tapera is definitely one of the three. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, well, here's the other part of that, and, and you know, the bullpen was preseason was everyone was saying it's the best in baseball, and and it's going to be the the bread and butter of this team, the offense needs to get going much more consistently. I mean, the uh, two runs against the Royals, uh, you know, no runs against the Royals and the two losses, um, one run against Oakland, one run against Oakland and the two losses, you know, you've got to start putting up at least five runs, four or five runs a game to consistently to, to feel better about your postseason hopes. I, I agree with that, but I will say this, they go as Anderson goes. And if Anderson comes back and he gets on base, I don't worry about them scoring runs. Because I think with him getting on base makes makes that whole line of you know change. It makes pitchers think yeah. a lot more. And when Anderson comes back, and I got gosh, I hope he comes back you know within the next few days. Because, I, I think you know, we have him, yeah, before the Boston series up. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Hoping. Yeah, if he comes back and he gets hot. And he gets hot into the, into the playoffs. And, and if you remember, and I still think the 2005 was a better team than this, just from their pitching standpoint. But if you remember, the Sox weren't that hot until they, you know, won those last series or two. So they, they, they lost. Just, they lost a 13 game lead, didn't they? they yeah, down in yeah, the final week. Yeah, yeah. that was a, yeah, that was so, a nail biter. Yeah, and then they turned it around in Cleveland, and I think in Detroit. But if the Sox, they, they don't have to go on a run before that. But 
you know, maybe a week or so, get back into the swing of things in the groove. And Anderson's got it. Anderson's going to be the key to this offense, I think. Yeah, well, he he definitely has been to date. Thank you, Owen, yep. uh, from Willowbrook. Yeah, uh, we have a winning record with TAN. He is a catalyst. He is a spark plug. He is the They're leader of this team. basically a 500 team when he's out of the lineup. Yep. Yep, yep, and uh, thankfully it's not any worse. Let's hit break here and come back. We've got a couple more calls to take for the White Sox. Then you want to talk about Chris Bryant's return to Wrigley Field yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. I like what they did for him. It must have been uh, challenging. He didn't do well. Over, he had three strikeouts right yeah, away, right? Right, right. Yep, yep. That would uh, define not doing well for sure. We'll uh, be back to do all of that here on ESPN 1000. And we have Twitter polls that we'll end up wrapping up before 11 a.m. when we get out of here. It's Hanley and Xander, ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Welcome back into ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Xander talking White Sox up until 11 a.m. Chicago's College Tailgate Show with uh, Black and Abdallah follows 11 to 1. All right, Brian, so we've got a couple more calls to take so far here at 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in. George on the north side. Hey, George, welcome to ESPN 1000. What's up? George. Is George, George there? Moving on. Calling George. Okay, yeah. We're uh, going to move on to, uh, let's see, Andrew is in Wheaton. Uh, wants to talk about the Sox in the playoffs. Hey there, Andrew. Welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yep. Well, if you look at the Sox pitching staff, you know, the top two have obviously been very good. Giolito quietly has a 3-6 ERA or so now and has, has been getting better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. If you throw them out there and you only need five innings because you have eight or nine bullpen arms that can come in and Larusa has a short hook, I, I feel like they're set up really well. Offense struggling a little bit, but if you look at the amount of power that is on that team, you only need a couple timely hits. And, and we haven't had a lot of play, a baseball in, uh, how many games now, you know? It's been a long time, yeah. and, and even when he played, he didn't look great. But when, when he was healthy and Eloy came up and, and Robert was, was healthy again, I mean, the team just looked electric. And, and it's, it's a different feeling when like yeah. plays. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that guy just gets on base all the time, and he's, his, bat, his batting average is up 50 points since he came back. I mean, the team looks good. Like, there's you know, a lot, lot to be happy about. Right now. Yeah, there's a lot to and, be happy uh... If you look at Rodon, if he pitches game two, he might get that six days rest if, if hmm. he doesn't pitch again until the next series. So, uh, you know, even with his, you know, kind of concern about how many innings he's pitched over the last couple of years, yeah, he can still get six, seven days depending on where you throw him in, in the second series. Well, you got great points, Andrew. Thanks for the uh, phone call. You know, in Tony, we trust Brian. I mean, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of. Look, That's a there, long way from when he got hired. Yeah, well, that like is for that is for some people. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked and confused, but I was never totally against it. I just had to see how it was going to work out. But you know, Tony, following his every move will sometimes drive you nuts. Ask me how I know. He certainly has the pedigree to show that he knows what he's doing down the stretch, and uh, he, he's got a lot of great tools a, to work uh, for. Has he driven you into a warm bath with a bath bomb? <laughs> no, no, not yet. I think okay. I think the Bears might do that first. Yeah, to okay. me. 
So th- that's uh, when when you're soaking in the tub, things aren't going too well. No, you, right? no, soaking in the tub with a beer and just trying to chase it all the way. No, <laughs> it's not going a cold well. Cold beer in a hot tub. Yes, you've okay. done that. Come on, you've had a beer no. in a hot tub before, haven't you? A hot tub, but not like soaking in a bathtub. I have not taken a bath since I think someone was giving me a bath way okay. back when. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Semantics. 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 Yeah. Semantics. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so the White Sox, uh, yeah, you know, they're taking on Boston today, and uh, Dylan Cease is on the mound. We are, are looking for the lineup. Don't have one just yet. But it's a 6-10 first pitch at guaranteed rate field. Cease is 11-7 with a 3.78 or 3, 3.87 ERA, 197 strikeouts. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know he has really come along. It, it's it's been quite a quite. Yeah, I know. Every time I mention his name, you, you know who needs a bath yeah. and a beer and a bath bomb is you about that trade. Well, not just that one. Um, okay, you know, well, all of them. We'll yeah, throw them all, all in there with you yeah, and just yeah. try to exercise the demons. Capira, and get you're rid welcome. of. Yeah. Well, you're oh come on, you're you're going to complain about the Tapera thing? You've got Nicky Madrigal. Come on. Not so, not so far. We don't. Well, well, yes. Next <laughs> the idea, year. the idea of him is good, but yes. uh, haven't seen him. But okay. Well, well, no, you haven't seen him because he's on crutches. I do. Believe. I know, right? Yeah. But he'll get there, and you'll be happy about that. That's okay. The uh, uh, Schwindels. Got well, me well, it's the Schwindy focus. City now, pal. That's exactly right. I mean, my gosh. So the Chris Bryant, uh, you know, him returning to Wrigley Field yesterday. I saw that they had like a nice little tribute before the game. Yeah, it, it, it was it was very nice, and by all accounts, guys like uh, John Greenberg, Steve Greenberg, Jesse Rogers are all tweeting about it. Gordon Whitmire and. By all accounts, he was, I mean, he obviously was emotional, even though he had sunglasses on. You could see him wiping his eyes underneath the glasses oh, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. while he was watching the video tribute. And the ovation he got from a pretty good crowd for a Friday afternoon, and, and mostly because I think it, he was coming back. But um, it, it, one thing I'll say about Chris Bryant, and it had to be awkward hugging Tom Ricketts. I was just going to say, he had to stand there a photo op with Ricketts and Hoyer. No, Hoyer wasn't there because of COVID. But Craig oh, Kenny, that he wasn't. Who else yeah. was in that picture then? I looked uh, at Jason, it too. Jason was there, and, okay. and Crane Kenny. Why Crane Kenny has to be there? You know, the head of business operations who probably told Tom we can't afford the guy, so send a packing. Okay, and, so and, it's even weirder now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And I see Crane Kenny. I'm like, really? Does he need to be out there? Of course he does. You know why? Tom Ricketts once basically said he was the most valuable player and uh, person in the entire organization because he's a money he, guy. That's yeah. right. He makes money. You know, he, he worked for the Tribune Company and he bought up all the rooftops. He got the, you know, the, the hotel built, the, you know, Wrigleyville became Ricketsville. So no wonder they, they love him. But I don't know why he needed to be out there. And and so it was great. And then they give him the 17 from the, the scoreboard, which has become a thing, right? They just give retired players, whenever they come back, everyone gets a, a medal number from the old scoreboard. And again, cynic in me says, because you don't have to go spend $50,000 on a nice watch or something. Right, right. That's been paid for many times over that number. <laughs> yeah, I, I really. But it was I, the one thing I'll say about Chris Bryant, with all success and, and whatever the future might hold in terms of the money Scott Boris still thinks he's going to get for him and all that. God bless him. I hope he gets all he wants, but he won't because of the injuries and the numbers have been declining. 
Um, he does seemingly, it's, it doesn't seem to be an act. He's just a genuine, sincere, nice guy who some, seems to love the game and appreciate every single day he gets an opportunity to play it, whether he's getting paid a gazillion dollars or if he was just doing it for the love of the game. Well, but wait a minute. Don't you remember he said something like, uh, it's hard to play every day? Wasn't he? Wasn't well, last year kind of, he was in a funk, and he said, yeah, he lost he, the joy. He, yeah, but, right, right, right. He said it was hard work. He... I can't remember exactly what he said, but for a, a guy who really pays attention to the South Side, but I do love baseball, you know, whether it's uh, whatever side of the city, I just, I was left feeling like, oh, he's whining. And I just don't like when the athletes whine. Yeah, and, and normally that's not him. Um, you know, Javier Baez whined a lot. Oh, know, when, no doubt. When things were going south. He no doubt. To the point where he's giving thumbs down in New York for a few days. <laughs> um, yeah, he had, to, he had to backpedal real quick on that. But, but, you know, the, the walking down the street from Wrigley Field to see a mural uh, that they, you know, painted on the side of a wall, just he, he just genuinely seems to appreciate being a Major League Baseball player who's had some great success in his past. And, and it, you know, unfortunately, you, when, when all those successes were happening on the north side, you think he was going to be a Cub for life, right? Unfortunately, well, Jason Hayward, can he come back? Unfortunately, Jason Hayward's going to be here for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? Can he come back? You know, is no, uh, Chris Bryant have any no. chance? Look, no. just what he saw, all the love after he left, what he saw. No. Can he tell Boris, "Hey, let's make a deal with the Cubs"? No, and how awkward done. would it be after that goodbye? Well, I mean, Crane Kenny was actually picking his pocket while he's hugging him, so I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> he's not coming back. They're not paying him, so everybody should let that go. Yeah, absolutely. All and right. just like they should let go this whole idea, Dallas Keuchel is going to be on a playoff roster. Can we put that to rest? Because No, you know, he's Jeff, going to be there. Jeff He'll Hassan be some middle Jesse relief or something. It. No. That, Did you see the last start? It was like a lot of the other starts. It was a little better. No. Yeah, it was. No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. We'll Stop that conversation, too. Okay. What? All right. No. Stop All right. that conversation. All right. Fair Eagle. enough. <laughs> All right, Keiko will be there. He'll just be in a limited role. I think it was Jeff Passan that said that, too. Passan said it, and then we asked Jesse yeah. about it, and he agreed that he yeah. had a spot on the playoff. I certainly. think so, too. I, um, unless you have a better idea, and I would love to hear it. Yeah, You've got a couple yeah. minutes to the, think Here's about. my idea. Don't put him on the playoff roster. <laughs> no, I mean an actual actual person that would take his spot. I don't care. On the, I rotate, uh, oh, wow, okay. He's so useless. You're, okay. So you have no solution except yeah, for yeah. No. No. Okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't have him on the roster next year, but you owe him eighteen million and twenty million. Well, that may, look, look, that yeah. may that may happen, but we have to get through the uh, playoffs and hopefully right. win a world. No, Series. that's not going to happen either. We're, he's like Jason Hayward. Who's going to take him for that kind of money? Well, yeah, it might be one of those here. Have him, and we'll uh, and, pay and some we'll sweeten it with some prospects. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, well, we'll be back for the final segment before we get to Chicago's college tailgate with Black and Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand. We've got Twitter polls to wrap up and some closing thoughts as we uh, are ready to see the Bears in action for the season twenty twenty one twenty twenty two. It's Hanley and Xander here on ESPN One Thousand. This hour brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago, big, uh, Chicago's Big Ten team. College football is back in Coach Fitz and the 2020 Big Ten West Division champions return to Ryan Field today when they take on Indiana State. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000.
It's Hanley and Xander here on ESPN 1000, working our way to Chicago's College Tailgate, starting at 11, going to 1 today. All right, Brian, we have some Twitter polls that you have come up with, ESPN 1000 on Twitter, and they are Bears-centric. You want to set them up, and we'll see what uh, we got going on for results. Yeah, um, because everyone other than Mark Ross at uh, NFL.com. Remember that name. Remember that name if they win. Yeah. He, he not only has the Bears winning the game, he has Andy Dalton being benched at halftime because he comes up with no points in the first half. And $10 million dollar man offense. being benched right away. And Justin Fields comes in and leads the Bears to victory with one passing TD and one running TD. Mark Ross, he's on the record. Hey, did he, ever, did he ever say about the rest of the season? Would it just be Justin then and no. then Dalton's riding the bench for $10 million? Well, here, here's the thing. Oh, so one of our Twitter poll questions is, well, we see Justin Fields tomorrow night uh, uh, at at the Rams. Yes or no? And we've heard from Jay Cutler weighing in on Waddle and Sylvie. And we've heard Waddle and Sylvie saying, you know, red zone package should be just fine with them. If you do, we've heard Sean McVay say he's preparing and, and coaching it up and planning on just seeing Justin Fields at some point for some number of series. He would not be a, a good head coach if he didn't, you know, have that preparation done. But if you're Matt Nagy, and I still believe as soon as Matt Nagy heard Sean McVay say he's expecting it, Matt's going to say, well, no, I'm not doing it, just to show you. (laughs) But if he were to bring out Justin Fields in the red zone for even a single snap, and Justin Fields did something that made everyone get out of their seat and go, wow, don't you just accelerate and turn up the volume on this whole conversation that he doesn't want to have during the regular season? Of course you do. So I'm voting uh, he, even though Justin Fields coming out there for red zone packages or a series of plays or even one or two plays that could help you win the game and, and upset the Rams tomorrow night, I don't think Matt Nagy wants anything to do with that because if he puts him out there, Justin Fields could do something exciting. And then Matt Nagy's got a he, he does have a quarterback. Then, then the heat is really so. yeah, the heat is really that's turned right. up. And so and it's great would, that McVeigh is getting ready for that. But I would have to agree that I would I would probably say I'm sixty forty sixty that we don't see it. Yeah, I don't I don't think Matt Nagy wants anything to do with that. So even though I think he could help you win a game by having Fields out there, Matt Nagy doesn't want to have to deal with this for the entirety of the season until absolutely necessary. So I I will vote no. Um, Tyler, how how would our listeners vote on that? Uh, so Justin Fields, the listeners think no, sixty two percent do not think okay. that they will see Justin Fields in Week One. Yeah, I, I said uh, I was so sixty two uh, thirty eight, yeah. right? No, I said that's exactly. <laughs> hey, you were pretty close. Yeah. Um, the Bears seven and a half point uh, underdogs, and maybe as much as eight or more once kickoff uh, arrives tomorrow night. Would you take the points? Would you take the seven and a half points they're getting today and bet the Bears? Bet your first communion money on that, Tyler? What would what, uh, the listeners say? So the listeners would not bet on the Bears plus the seven and a half. Sixty-six and a half percent are not taking the Bears. Okay. Now, if that line goes up, obviously, uh, I don't know if that's going to make a difference. Um, I, I'm not sure e- even if it went up a whole point if, if I were into that. Especially with well, what I we know, just talked about, that it's most likely going to be Dalton start to finish. No, I know the, the, the pros out in Vegas would bet a two-team teaser where you give up six and a half points the other way. So if you're betting the Rams, you take that down to 
to a one-point game, mm-hmm. and so they just have to win. It, that's one of the key games that they would team up in their two-team teasers because it gets through the seven and three points that would be the prime numbers you have to – so that you're just betting the Rams to win at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I would take the points at this point. I, I really do believe – Special teams, the defense, some, one of those units, not necessarily Andy Dalton's offense, but defense or special teams might get you a score or give you a well, we uh, certainly need field that. position. Yeah, yeah, we certainly need I guess I'm just not as hopeful as you are. And our final Twitter poll question was, uh, the Bears over under on points, unfortunately, 19, low number, and that pretty much follows through what the neighborhood they were uh, in each week last year it was 18, 19, 20 points. Um, and they had trouble breaking 20 points most weeks. Would you bet the over or the under? Or would you bet the over that the Bears are going to score more than 19 points? And I would guess that most people are going to bet no, Tyler. Not only are you right, Hanley, this is the largest margin between yes and no. 80% are not betting the Bears wow. to score more than 19 points. Wow. It's a hopeless situation now, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, I mean, again, Matt Nagy, 17.7 points in opening games. In the three opening games, he's been coaching the Bears. And only 15.3 on offense, on average. So The the numbers are there. Yeah, they look at all the numbers and say, you know what? That's a a mountain too tall to climb. Unfortunately, when the league average last year was like 27, 28 points for for typical teams on a typical week help. How, how are you going to be a playoff team if you can't score more? Hey, than Brian, points Brian, game? one game at a time. That's one it. Laser focus there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We've got Chicago's college tailgate starting at 11 with Bleck and Abdallah coming up. Of course, your home for White Sox baseball. 6-10 start to, tonight with the uh, pregame at 530 and we've got, uh, yeah, Black and Abdali coming up. Brian, it's been a pleasure hanging with you once again here on ESPN 1000. Tyler, thank you for all of that uh, thanks to behind the scenes work, thanks and thanks to yeah. the callers. All right, we'll see you later.